Good morning. Please uh, turn to Psalm 39. I'm going to read verses 4 through 5 of that psalm. Psalm 39, verses 4 through 5. The purpose of this exhortation is very simple. It is to make you see that you are very small and that God is very big. That's the point. Psalm 39, verse 4. This is David praying. Lord, make me to know my end and what is the measure of my days, that I may know how frail I am. Indeed, you have made my days as handbreadths, and my age is as nothing before you. Certainly, every man at his best state is but vapor. Amen. Psalm 39 is a psalm David wrote when he was in the midst of much affliction. He was going through difficulty. And one of the prayers that he brings, which we just read, is that God would help him realize how fleeting his life is. And then he comments in verse 5 that every man at his best state, the very highest pinnacle of human existence, is but a vapor. That's how we need to be thinking about ourselves. That's one of the effects of affliction, is it helps us to realize that we are small, we are finite, and we are utterly dependent upon God for our existence. And this is very good for us, to realize how fleeting we are, that we are but a vapor. It's good for us because we have struggled since our births with an overly inflated view of ourselves. We have seen ourselves to be far too significant since we were born. We've seen ourselves as much too big, much too important. And so part of our renewal of mind is gaining a right conception of the greatness of God, the bigness of God, and then the smallness of ourselves. A Christian who is maturing in their thinking will see God as great and glorious, And they will see themselves as neither. The mature Christian will be enamored with many thoughts of God and fewer thoughts of self. The mature Christian will be impressed with God and not so impressed with self. And so that's David's prayer. He says, Lord, help me to know how fleeting I am, how insignificant I am on the grand scheme of history and eternity and in light of your existence, Lord. And so we need to compare our finite, short, small lives to the infinite, eternal existence of God that helps us to have a humble frame of mind as we enter into worship today. Now, how do we struggle with an overly inflated view of self? Well, I think there's a variety of ways that this problem comes out. I think all of us reject the phrase, the world revolves around me. I think we'd reject that phrase if somebody asked you, do you believe that? The world revolves around you? You say, no, it doesn't revolve around me. But we seem to still want it to, don't we? We still struggle with this idea that maybe it should revolve around me. We do wish that the world operated in concert with all of our desires, and that is evident by the fact that we get very frustrated when the world is not operating in concert with all the things that we want. We think it a terrible thing that we of all people should be inconvenienced in any way. Why do we think that? It's because we're thinking too highly of ourselves. But if we recognize that this world is God's world, it's not our world, 
We live in God's reality, not our reality that we define. We live in God's plan, not our plan. That's going to help us in responding better when things do not go the way that we want them to. We are, life is not meant to go our way, it's to go God's way. And he ordains things for our good, thankfully. So we need to remember when things don't go our way, I am small, I am finite, I am temporal, and I am not God, and this is not my world. Another way in which we show an inflated sense of self-importance is when people are not as respectful of our glory as we tend to be. Now, this is kind of tongue-in-cheek because you're not supposed to be concerned about your glory, right, as a Christian. You're supposed to live for the glory of God, not for the glory of self. But we do sometimes seek to rob God of his glory when we want the praise of men. The honor of people. We want people to respect us, to give us a certain level of credence. And to this, the Proverbs 25 says this. I think this is a fascinating verse to contemplate, Proverbs 25, 27. It says, it is not good to eat much honey, so to seek one's own glory is not glory. To put it another way, it's not glorious to seek your own glory. It's not good for you either. It's very bad for us. But we do, we we seek our own glory when we're so concerned about what people think about us, whether they give us credence, how much they offend us, and how their offenses are much greater than our offenses against God. We elevate all these things, and, and on all of this we forget that we are but a vapor. We are concerned when people don't respect our opinions, and we think, how dare they go against my perspective, my profound wisdom, my well considered thoughts on these things. But brothers and sisters, we are small. Our opinions don't weigh that much. We're a vapor. What does that mean for our opinions? What should matter most to us is what God thinks about the matter, not what we think about the matter. Another way in which we think of ourselves as too important, too big, is when we overvalue our work. This is a tricky one because it can take a very pious form in terms of our service, our labor for the kingdom of God. Uh, And we're thankful that God establishes the work of our hands. He uses our meager efforts for things. But we do, at times, get much too big of a conception of the contributions that we bring. And we, we begin to think of ourselves as absolutely indispensable. We think of the world as resting upon our shoulders. We develop a Messiah complex. We begin to think of ourselves as saving people or saving projects or saving the world through our own efforts when we can't do any of that. Well, the Bible warns us against being puffed up, which is, of course, a helpful picture here. It's like a balloon that's getting bigger and bigger, and eventually it's just going to pop because it can't hold all that air. That's what we do when we inflate ourselves. This big balloon, it's about to pop with all of our conceited perspectives of ourselves, And so my encouragement to us as we worship and as we confess our sins this morning is that we have a sober and a right estimation of ourselves. That we think highly of our God and highly of his glory. We we contemplate his eternity, his unchangeable nature, his immensity, his power, all of his attributes. And then we think right thoughts of self. We think of ourselves as a vapor that appears for a little while and then disappears, as James says. So may we, as we come to confess our sins this morning, ask God to grant us a humble frame of mind and a greater knowledge of who he is, that we might see ourselves rightly in view of his glory.
Amen. So as we can confess our sins, we come to a merciful Father in heaven who has promised to forgive us, and we can draw near through the name of Jesus Christ. We have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, we do pray this prayer of David. Help us to know the measure of our days, to know our frailty, to know our smallness, to see ourselves as a vapor. We ask that you would renew our minds to think of your glory, your greatness, to to have a sober perspective of ourselves. Please help us, Lord, to think rightly about these things and to see your glory today, that since uh, if we are now enabled to think less of self, that then we would be able to think upon your glory. So please show us this today, Lord. Now we take a moment to confess our own sins before the Lord.